The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, is getting serious about grid and electrical utility cybersecurity. New rules require reporting of certain cyber incidents and no more paper compliance. For more, we turn to Senior Policy Advisor at the law firm Holland & Knight, Norma Cram. Ms. Cram, good to have you back. Good to be back. Thank you. This one has been a long time in the making. What just happened and what do the rules require? Well, one of the things that we have started to see over the last, I'd say, two to three years is that there is a much greater focus uh, on a, from a bipartisan perspective from FERC to mandate that NERC North American Electric Reliability Corporation to promulgate new rules. And while most believe that this administration has been very uh, anti-regulatory or deregulatory, cybersecurity is really one of the few areas where we're seeing the complete opposite. So two years ago, FERC, uh, very concerned that electric utilities publicly traded or otherwise were not reporting sufficient cybersecurity attacks as they are required to, required NERC to promulgate a brand new rule. Uh, That new rule took about two years to be created. And at this point, the new rule basically says that all electric utilities uh, under the bulk electric system, and there are different categories, must report all cybersecurity attacks. And that's a very important differentiation. So FERC then has regulatory oversight of the privately operated NERC, correct? Yes. So NERC is a nonprofit entity that's actually comprised of all of the electric utilities. And they have a very unique relationship where the utilities actually get to write their own rules. To whom do the rules now that FERC is imposing on NERC, which in turn is imposing them on its members, who does that (laughs) apply to? bulk electric system, there are three categories uh, of utilities. There's high impact, medium impact, and low impact systems. And that's just a simple way to categorize really the level of importance that these utilities play, um, as well as their size. So it's really the largest utilities under the system. It's the medium impact and high impact systems. And these are the ones that we would be the most concerned about if the grid goes down. Now, FERC is just as concerned for the smaller entities uh, because they feed into some of the larger, larger systems as well. And FERC is actually required NERC to look at the small systems and make decisions as to whether or not even the small ones might need to be forced to comply with these requirements. But we're not there yet. Uh, that may be another year or two down the path. And as it is set up then, what do the new rules require And who do they apply to at this point? Do they just apply to the level one types of uh, utilities? They apply to the medium and high impact systems. So those are the larger electric utilities in the United States. And they really do two main things. First, when I say electric utilities are required to report all incidents, this is a really important differentiation. What they do is they are creating two categories of cybersecurity attacks. One is called a reportable cyber incident, and that's where that attack actually compromises or disrupts some very specific aspects of an electric utility. There are really two that they're focused on. Those are the electronic access control or monitoring systems and the electronic security perimeter. But the second one, which is the much larger category, is called just a cybersecurity incident. And that's defined as either a malicious or suspicious event. Uh, These are not terms that are being defined by NERC at all. And these are attacks that either attempt to compromise or attempt to disrupt. 
So most electric utilities deal with millions of attacks a day. Uh, every utility now is going to have to report these attacks actually to a much larger category of systems that they have. And ultimately, this really came about because FERC uh, took a look at the types of incidents that utilities were reporting. And in 2015 and 2016, they actually saw that no electric utilities reported any cybersecurity attacks to NERC. Uh, they then compared it to what the Department of Energy and the Department of Homeland Security were pushing out as alerts for attacks and risks and saw that there were 59 different reports uh, and, and really uh, alerts coming out of the Department of Homeland Security. And so, unfortunately, it's, I think it's a boomerang effect. Uh, FERC was, seemed clear that utilities were not reporting what they believed that they should, and now they're going to be required to report everything. We're speaking with Norma Cram. She is chair of the Global Cybersecurity and Privacy Team at the law firm Holland & Knight. So then this really then relates to the bigger issue that the government has had, which is cybersecurity of critical infrastructure. And it sounds like FERC felt and maybe Homeland Security felt that there was a gap in the at least knowledge of what was going on in a critical piece of infrastructure. That fair way to put it? That's exactly right. Uh, and and really since that time where we've been using the term critical infrastructure, which are those 16 sectors, uh, of which energy is one of them, the Department of Homeland Security has actually released a brand new list just a few months, months ago, and it's called the National Critical Functions List. It's the top 55 functions in the United States that the government worries the most about. Uh, if there was a massive cybersecurity attack that would disrupt these functions, and no surprise of the 55, at least three of those are within the energy sector and specifically the electric utility sector. This reporting that the utilities are now required to do, who do they report it to, to NERC or to FERC? And at some point, does it roll up into the energy department, which is the responsible agency for that one of the 16 sectors, namely energy? And then at some point, Homeland Security would have a view into all that. So how does that all how does that information get to where it needs to be? <laughs> yes. So the original requirement was that utilities actually had to report to NERC. And that's always been a bone of contention because the concept of reporting an attack to your, quote, regulator uh, was something that people have had a bit of an issue with. But the new FERC order uh, requires all utilities, again, medium and high impact on the bulk electric system, to report both to NERC, but also to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security as well. And to your point, the goal is that really all those entities that need to have some transparency into this process uh, will now be getting that information. And before it was voluntary to report to DHS, uh, now it's mandatory to report to both NERC and DHS. And is there any kind of protection for these utilities against, say, lawsuits or something when they were compliant with cybersecurity standards but got hit anyway? You know, that, that's a good question. Under the Department of Homeland Security, there was a law passed in 2015 that created a cybersecurity information sharing program, or CISA. Uh, that's also the name of the cyber agency at DHS. And that law did set up a very specific process where if any federal entity is reporting cybersecurity attacks to DHS through a very specific process, then they're actually given limited liability protections if there is some personal information related to the threat uh, at the time of sharing, protections against federal FOIA, 
state and local sunshine laws. So there is some, there are protections within the Department of Homeland Security structure. There are more limited protections under the NERC structure. But even as NERC has actually fined entities uh, for cybersecurity violations, and we've seen more this year uh, in the first six months than we have certainly in the last two years, NERC is actually not releasing the names of the entities that they're, they're fining. So there are some protections uh, that exist because there is an awareness that we want companies, the federal government wants companies, to be doing what they need to, uh, but with some protections. But there is one piece that uh, companies need to understand that, that's separate, and that is if an electric utility is publicly traded, the Securities and Exchange Commission has a whole host of cybersecurity disclosure requirements because the view is that shareholders and stockholders need to know whether or not a company is or isn't doing what it should for cybersecurity protection. And, of course, the N in NERC is North America. And what about Canada in this whole regime? Because the original event way 50 years ago that gave rise to NERC actually originated with a Canadian utility. Some aspects of the bulk electric system are actually in Canada, so NERC does extend into uh, that piece uh, within Canada. But the current cybersecurity reporting requirements actually are only for U.S.-based utilities. Uh, there are other information sharing programs between the U.S. and Canada on cybersecurity tax, but the rule does not cover Canadian entities right now. And this rule has become effective when? So the rule becomes effective, uh, everything with with NERC, and its dates are, are a little funny. Uh, basically, the rule will be effective at the end of 2020. Then the data starts rolling in and we can all be afraid of what's going on on the grid. <laughs> There is a tremendous amount of work that is being done between uh, the U.S. government and electric utilities to prepare for, manage, and mitigate cybersecurity attacks. And, and really part of this rule lays out some very specific things that utilities should be doing for their cybersecurity incident response plan. So a lot is being done now. Uh, a lot uh, more needs to be done because as we think about technological innovation, there are cyber risks that are inherent, whether it's to the grid or to any other sector. Norma Cram is Senior Policy Advisor and Chair of the Global Cybersecurity and Privacy Team at Holland and Knight. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. We'll post a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.